All right, welcome back to Office Hours, a theater podcast. My name is Aries Harper, and I'm joined as always by Josh. Hey, hey. And Michael. And today Hello. we're covering. Stop. <laughs> back. I definitely cut out. I definitely didn't get the breath under that. We got to run the second oh. take. Yeah, uh, go ahead and support the diaphragm, Michael. False. Did that sound good to you? Do, a, do, do some vocal warm ups. Need to hit the. <laughs> Throw them vocal arrows. Yeah, oh. okay, get them, get them, get them, get them giblets together. Okay. Aries, go ahead. Giblets. Go ahead, hit us with the. This is all staying in, by the way. We're not. Uh, <laughs> this is not being cut out. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. 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 All right, and welcome back to I almost said Imperial <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Take three. I mean, that is our Twitter. Take three. All right, and welcome back to Office Hours, a theater podcast. My name's Aries, and I'm joined as always by Josh. Hey, hey. And Michael. And today Hello. we're covering the second. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I don't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. y'all crazy. <laughs> As as you can hear, we are Sorry. overworked and real stir crazy at the current moment. But that's okay because mm-hmm. today we're talking about Michael and Josh's project, Woo. the first asterisk, probably not international theater <laughs> fair. Okay, <laughs> if you've seen any of the the yep. promotion for it, you'll see it's really in line with the sense of humor, but we love it. It's great. This is a three part potentially four-part series that we're doing covering the process and the production of this project and the last time we recorded an episode was 10 weeks ago back in january and now we're two weeks out from (laughs) from putting it up so the last time we did an episode it was before auditions it was before poster it was before rehearsals it was before everything pretty much it just gotten the money now two weeks out so How's it feel? How y'all feeling? I mean, good, exhausted. I mean, things things definitely have come together in a really big way. I mean, good, exhausted. We're going into kind of the first half of Tech Week. I don't even know what we want to call it. Yes. We've kind of discovered that there needs to be a bit more of an extended process for figuring out how the show is going to come together for the broadcasting means. But yeah, how do you, how do you feel? Yeah, can I jump in r- right here real quick? We got lucky. Because really, I put this weekend, I mean, essentially this mm. last week, uh, so this is a really interesting place to have the podcast because we just had kind of dedicated mm. to tech before we head back to more, well, slightly more traditional, but also mixed rehearsals focusing, where I can really acting for the actors again, and then dress traditional, but also mixed rehearsals focusing, where I can really focus on acting for the actors again, uh, and then dress, but truly acting for the actors again, uh, and then dress, but truly uh areas you uh areas you did cloud nine cloud nine uh you directed cloud nine fall of mm-hmm. 18 or something so i just ripped your rehearsal <laughs> schedule. i was like i have no idea how long i want to rehearse for right and then how long is too long so i just and so yeah and for that show you had like 20 something sections scenes that you were rehearsing and we had about a number i think we have about 24 uh, sections in total or maybe 22 um and so by about the point where we were and so by about the point where we were at the start of this week 
we had four times where you mostly got to rehearse sections like twice. A lot of those sections, if you remember, you rehearsed yeah. like twice for the the <laughs> last big. That's only got scheduled once individual rehearsal, obviously. Well, you do things rehearsing an entire act as well. But I've already done like we've already had more time mm-hmm. to dedicate to every areas at the same time with mm-hmm. the rest of these weeks. And so yeah, I was like, well, we might need some. And so yeah, I was like, well, we'll throw in uh some summer and if i hadn't we would be in a totally (laughs) different place right now and don't get me wrong i rest right now and i have some decisions i'll do but i couldn't some some rehearsals for that and if i hadn't we would be in a totally (laughs) different place right now and don't get me wrong i'm stressed right now and i have some decisions i want to get done and still some work to do but yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine, like, because the we still have to do, still have a lot to figure out, crazy tech stuff, <clears throat> and pushing the envelope in ways that we haven't before. So it's not like, oh yeah, I know exactly how to do this one thing. We kind of have to lie, and so I mean, we didn't get to do for this past week everything that I wanted to do or everything that I wanted to get done in nine hours. I dedicated. I mean, I gave three tech rehearsals. So imagine if I just mm-hmm. didn't. And there was essentially nine hours of work. To, it would have been, I think I would have imploded. Okay, that make, this makes a lot of more so, sense because this entire time, like going into tech, you've always been like, yeah, I set aside time for that. And I was like, how did you have so much foresight when creating this rehearsal schedule out to, because I was like, oh, okay. Michael was really on top of making sure that this implementation would have plenty of time. No. Yeah, no, I, I, there was no way for me to predict <laughs> that I even attack person. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, essentially it was just, I was like, yeah, at about this time I want to do a stumble through that'll off because we were able to a section a week, uh, which was pretty lucky as well. And so I was like, well, if I do this stumble through, then I uh, had to pick kind of sections to not do, you could argue I was just lazy. <laughs> and I was just like, how do we fill out this week? I mean, you should remember, I called I called both of you. I called both of you and I was like, yeah, what can I do on this day? What can I do on this day? Um, <clears throat> and which was pretty lucky as well. And so I was like, well, if I do this stumble through, then I uh, had to pick kind of sections to not do. You could argue I was just lazy. <laughs> and I was just like, how do we fill out this week? I mean, you should remember, I called I called both of you. I called both of you and I was like, yeah, what can I do? And, and it somewhat shows because we had a, uh, rehearsal. Uh, conversely, we had a re- rehearsal dedicated to costume changes, and we didn't need three hours of rehearsals dedicated to costume changes. Um, but rehearsal. Conversely, we had a re- rehearsal dedicated to costume changes, and we didn't need three hours of rehearsals. Um, and and vice versa. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the sense that I was like I'm super planned out, and I know this is going to be tough and this is going to be tough because it's like, yeah. yeah, I could have never imagined because it's like, yeah, yeah I could have never imagined. Uh, and I think we're, we're lucky, Michael, because we are lucky to that we even got that much. And I would say still, I mean, as I said, we're not where I would have wanted to be. No. So even what we got <laughs> with being lucky. I mean, the show is also longer, I think, than we anticipated which I think has folded into it too, because if we've got a running time of around two hours, a three hour rehearsal 
to try to get through all the tech for a run just isn't quite enough. There are a lot of things that I would have loved to be able to just kind of have set up for them to kind of come into rehearsal, but we've in some ways, because of this medium, had to actually have dedicated meeting time with them to put things together. I had to kind of think of ways to cut down the size of things so that they could then be reattached together and used in their space at full scale. And I mean, even just those things, unlike a costume change where people every day are used to that process of putting on a costume, putting together some sort of set item or moving something that they're unfamiliar with around a space is not going to be as smooth or seamless of process. And so I definitely have been patient through the process because I know that this is very foreign and new. But as is oftentimes the thing for me, things take longer than I anticipate them to. And in some ways, it also being, thank goodness we're only working with four actors as well. I don't think we would have done a, a full-scale musical, but right, you have a, a cast of 20 to 30 people trying to coordinate that. It just adds a remarkable amount of time because you're doing some things repetitive. I have to multiply the time that this one action needs to be completed by four, where if we were in an actual theater space and, and we were kind of sharing the production environment, we would only have to dedicate one unit of that time to that thing. But we're getting into kind of a stressful pace just leading into these deadlines uh, coming up. There's kind of a lot of things that need to mesh and, and come together. And I'm very thankful for the time that we have right now because there's also a lot of stuff that behind the scenes is going on that us being a smaller company really getting our feet under ourselves. We don't have dedicated other personnel for marketing and website stuff. And there's lots of administrative stuff that we all kind of have been doing, I think, a good job of dividing up amongst ourselves and, and trying to share some of that responsibility. But I mean, that in itself takes away from time where either we get to take a breath and slow down between different stuff or just takes away from some of the behind the scenes thing for the actual mm -hmm. show that needs to be. So walk us through, I guess, where exactly you are in this present moment with two weeks left in a rehearsal process. How is it the same and how is it different than other projects that you've worked on in a more traditional fashion, specifically thinking in person versus simply being completely remote? I can speak to some of the entrance of the tech implementation stuff, which I think has been one of the big newer pieces to be added with everything being shipped in and installed, it's not unlike you would see in theatrical setup where there's kind of been a rehearsal venue and a performance venue. Leading into tech week, you would expect that the pieces are kind of coming together and are going to be installed for now the actors to use. So on some shows, you might have some pieces of things for the actors to work with in their rehearsal venue, but it's not all gonna come together for them to actually act on or, or utilize all the pieces until it gets to the performance venue and your rental contracts start for all the lighting or sound equipment. So it's kind of similar in that regard, but the difference is typically when you have that type of setup, there's some sort of staging, not literal staging. I suppose there's gotta be a better word for that, but there's some opportunity for the tech and design staff to be able to essentially set it up, work out a lot of kinks mm -hmm. ahead of time. So by the time it's then transported to that performance venue and set up, the integration still takes time, but there's not as many things that mm -hmm. need to be done. And you're, you're really dealing um, with two performance venues because each of the actors has a physical space that acts as a uh, performance venue. And then the virtual aspect of creating it in 
Zoom or Discord or, or the OBS system? Truthfully, more like five, because a, a lot of that took probably the most time, I would say, took way more time than I was expecting, were just kind of draw up rough ground plans for me, but act and there are certain ways in which they navigate their space that I was designing to almost on the fly without me being there and without having any tools. I can't, well, I, I ask if somebody had a, a cut down a piece of, I include how to, how to modify one of the pieces of set because their ceiling is, <laughs> is too low. You know that, and it's like problems conventionally as far as getting things set up is very don't have the same mm -hmm. access to actually put my hand or or be kind of try out and problem solve and so i'm i'm thinking what is a normal person going to have in their space what are things that i included that they could kind of repurpose but so i mean that that installation process of transferring it to that performance venue and in our case r5 right given our, our virtual space has though because i don't really have a, a crew right it's just kind of the, their pandemic, I can't necessarily ask them to, you know, person down the hall if they're in apartment comps or those type not really possible. So I'm impressed uh, by the actor's ability to come in and take the reins in that regard. But because for some of them, they are not self-proclaimed. And so this is kind of a, of a new role, lighting and, and that I'm like, I've done a job transitioning of cases, you know, linearly transitioning a cue sequence for a show, you know, smart home and internet of things, IOT uh, device, smart home lights that we're using, like you know, cell phone, able to send the audio feeds and video feeds to mixing over the internet. But it's not lost on me that none of those mm -hmm. systems were really designed for theatrical use, right? There is a reason why you know, that are specifically made for needs which are so specific to a show environment or industry really would need that. And so as I'm even just going through some of these smart lighting apps, trying to program my Google Home to do something that it's never meant to do, basically treat it as if, okay, it is kind of a lighting console and I can still use that framework that I'm aware of, but it's just, it's just a pain in the butt sometimes because I, there's something simple that on a console I could do in about three seconds that now is taking me 15 minutes to the hours to just diagnose and figure out how to now the this home industry and in iot industry is really still kind of in its in it like taking off a ton of kind of standardized frameworks that i can choose from so you're dealing with all this proprietary software and so just the of of getting things ready for tech and then actually doing the tech side of things both kind of similar elements to what you would expect from a typical install, but there's just so many other things that are always fan and that difficult to grapple with. So that's that's kind of been mm -hmm. where I've where I've been at. What about you, Michael? From an acting standpoint and a directing standpoint, I don't yeah, the difficulties are interesting just because I think they are or they exist more so for the actor than for me. At least to a degree. Because I mean when you think about where we literally are, we're going into our set of rehearsals where we're essentially running quote unquote because we don't actually have official acts, but act one, act two, right? We'll run half the shows one day and then we'll run half the show the next day to in effect kind of help transition them towards running the full thing all the way through. And so when I think of where an actor would be on a, on a physical stage in that moment, I think they are pretty much there. I don't see many differences, which is something I may have mentioned 
to you before, but I guess I never said it on the podcast, which is that in, in those early, early, early weeks, I just had the revelation that it really didn't feel so different, at the very least, to direct mm-hmm. an actor and to say, hey, I mean, that it, it, so much of it is communication, right? What are you doing? What are you working for? Uh, what do you think you want? And so those questions are still so easily answered, even in this medium. And really, I think where it becomes kind of difficult is when you start to add in those other tools that actors and directors can use to communicate with audiences, right? And so things like blocking become very, very difficult or very different. I would say we got on our feet much, much later than I would have thought that we would do, even for this virtual performance, and certainly much, much later than you would for an onstage performance, because on an onstage performance, you're on your feet in no time, right? As soon as you want to move out to the stage, you're just up, even if you're just kind of standing, holding the script, and you're still at the point where you're like, telling them that they can move and try and move here and see what that's like. But when they're kind of confined to these screens, I think even the perception of how they block themselves is very, very different because it doesn't matter if you move kind of forward and backwards, you're not ever actually getting closer or further away from someone, right? Those things that blocking communicates that we learned in the way in which we were taught, right? You don't like that person, get away from them. If you're face to face with someone, you need to either kiss them or fight them or get away from them again. Those things don't, they don't translate, I think, for the actors, though I would want to talk to them. And hopefully we will get the chance to talk to them on this podcast soon to to really see what that was like for them. But yeah, things like that don't necessarily translate. Yeah, concepts of space in general don't don't translate. We had where we ran into a problem during one of our tech rehearsals where it was like, yeah, the way it was organized, it just felt flat. And I'd love to get some more dimensions to get a, a greater sense of depth to potentially be able, one of the first things we ever talked about, or not one of the first things we ever talked about, but I talked to Josh about can we use in kind of a four screen setup, right? Which I think is probably one of the worst setups to think about when trying to make theater, right? The idea of people being stacked on top of each other, but can you put someone in the top corner of one screen, of a screen on the top row and put someone in the opposite bottom corner and can it still feel like maybe they're on the same plane versus being stacked on top of each other or not? I, yeah, I have no idea, but we never got to see that because yeah, we never end up getting to see that, and that's not how we are orienting the actors, right? We're not using that kind of four blocks. We're using kind of portrait mode for their cameras, and so they're just kind of existing in slivers next to and around each other. And so, yeah, it's kind of a long roundabout way, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the the things that are different are those tools that traditionally belong to the stage. And, and I think it is important to note that they traditionally belong to the stage because... We're not on the stage, which seems like a simple thing uh, to say, but it's important to remember that the conventions of the stage exist because of the properties of the stage. And so it's it's arguable, or I think it's worth discussing whether or not we should be trying to get as close as we can to replicating what we can do on the stage, or whether or not we should be looking at the form and saying, just as we had to create conventions for the stage, or just as conventions of the stage almost created themselves, were created by people's use of them and getting used to it and creating their necessary tips and tricks. Maybe we also have to do that for for these different formats or these VC, these video conferencing formats. But I'll preemptively add my I digress in here just in case we need to go back and cut it for the actual recording. But yeah, from, from a directing standpoint, I think th- those are the big things. I, I think the big thing is just 
what are we losing and can I recreate it? Can I recreate intimacy, right? Death of the death of teen tissue. They kiss each other like 12 times. They kiss each other like four times in the, in the act one. And then they have to like come here and sit on my lap and yada yada. And it's just like, what do you do with that? How do you recreate that? Can you ignore it? Maybe some places we can ignore it. Can you come up with something new that is equal in the way that it uh, communicates to the audience? Because at the end of the day, everything that we're doing, we're hoping that it communicates well to the audience. And, and maybe that's why so much of directing still felt the same because there was just that nice central idea to keep pushing towards what do I want to say and how well is, is it being communicated to the audience. But yeah, I think it's, it's just about what can you recreate in one way or another? Can you figure out the one-to-one substitute or can you make something new to replace it is really the big question that I've had to, to face or that I've run into that's different from the stage, I guess, if nothing else, based purely on the fact that obviously you don't have to replace for the stage what naturally exists there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah. I think one of the most major challenges that I've been confronted with, I think more repeatedly than anything else, is making the decision to move forward about a specific thing. There's so many things here that we are in some ways testing or, or hypothesizing about that it's almost like we don't necessarily have enough time to fully try it out one way and then fully try it out another way and then make the decision between the two. And there's a number of things, and certainly length of process and and the leading up to an actual performance date stands a bit in the way. But I know one of the ways that I first started kind of approaching a lot of the concepts that we were talking about as far as framing, as far as from some of these traditional methods to kind of new digital amoeba of a form. I think I started to frame it in my mind as, oh, this is just a site-specific work. But what you will see in the end is not a fully realized site-specific thing. We're not just having the actors encounter just their own physical space, right? Because by the time that we needed to get the design really underway, because of the start date of the grant, we we hadn't auditioned the actors. And so the design itself fully used their space as kind of the landscape. But so even the introduced elements that are shaping their space and their environment, we're still constrained by the physics of their environment, physics of our world. So it's like there's this weird half that we haven't fully explored kind of both possibilities in a way that I think if we had two years to actually go through all the possibilities and what if we were able to do it this way and have that kind of granular analysis of each moment, there's not an easy way at the moment to transition fully into one thing, test it out, transition out of that, transition fully into another thing, and then kind of make that decision and move forward. It's like there's possibilities and we've got to kind of settle on something before we know if it's right. So we're doing a lot of hypothesizing and moving into it without having fully run the experiment. Yeah, I think I just became, I think I just came to accept that. Mm. And I think it's just research. Right? Like, that's just what it is. You got to pick something, try it out, and see if it fails or not. Or see if there was a better way to do it. This kind of worked, but we could improve on it in this, this, and this way. And I think we already are starting to find ways to understand that, right? I mean, with our issues with the tech, we could have 
there are a lot of things we can do. I think the worst thing, though, that we could have done, both realistically for the production, as well as just for learning, for, for learning's sake, the worst thing that we could have done is just be like, well, it is what it is and it'll be tough and we'll power through and 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 that's it, right? And then kind of at the end, after talk back, after everything, say the tech was too hard and thus we don't think it's a viable form. When in reality, the reality of, of our predicament and our production is we have five very, very different scripts. And so we were essentially doing more tech probably than we would do for one long script. And so I think, yeah, the flexibility of understanding that we can only really go full throttle in one direction and see what happens, see if we crash or not, is that it allows us to also, I guess, going full throttle and and being aware probably don't go together. (laughs) But you go down the one path and, and you see everything there is to see and you kind of decide, should I have gone down a different path entirely or did I just not properly prepare for this path? Were there things that I needed to to get and to do that would have made this path easier? Or is the situation that we overpacked? We thought we would need all this all this potential stuff. And in reality, if we were to do this again, we needed half of that. And I think that considering that we we do see this as a good piece of research and probably realistically research that we can't bring to a close at the end of this production that you'd probably need another production or maybe another couple productions to to really you know get to the the ending the ending point that we want to know about which is is this is the theater that you create over virtual conferencing apps theater in the same way that we think of live theater or is it something different would we not classify it as theater at all i think you have to be that open to kind of make that designation and i think that openness actually really changes how I feel about that question because I don't, right? I don't know what we would, what kind of answer we would come to because I think, as I see more what's going on and as we run into things that are debatably not game changing or form breaking issues, things that maybe we could fix or maybe we couldn't, it makes me wonder if that question is even proper. I mean, let's say we do determine based on one one definition that we don't think that VC theater, Zoom theater, whatever you want to call it, isn't theater. Does that mean it's not worth us doing at all? Or can it be still close enough to theater for it to be still usable for the process of learning how to do these other roles, like being a director or being a designer? Because as I said, so much of being a director, even though I I don't know if being an actor is the same and Certainly, uh, my actors have pointed out some issues with being able to see each other, especially as, as I've tried to to add in more things, right? There's that give and take. So if I add in that sense of space by having the actors face not their camera, but face to the side as if they were really talking to someone, <laughs> now they can't see. Now I don't know what my partner's doing, and, and now I'm acting against a shadow, even though I can hear them, right? So it's not quite film where it's, you're reading with someone that isn't your partner at all, and they... Who knows if they're even giving you some kind of intonation. I don't know. I don't do film, but it isn't a hundred percent theater either because you can't react to what someone is doing. And yeah, as you direct, of course, you'll know some things are you know, subtext. Some things are communicated physically 
and, and other things of that nature. So you can't call it all one thing or the other. And so you can't say, oh, I don't like that there's no sense of space, which I don't for some of the Zoom theater where everyone kind of looks at the camera. I feel like as an audience member, I don't see character to character connection, but maybe the actors do have character to character hmm. connection. And and maybe now I, I've taken this thing from them and given it back to the audience. And just off that one distinction, can I say this format is something that I would not work with ever again or something that I would work with ever again, right? Would I put it all on that coin flip of who who gets what? Can I give this back to the audience at the expense of the actor? Or should I leave it with the actor at the expense of the audience? I don't think I know. But I think by being in a position to think about it critically and, and just recognize, I don't know what the answer is, but maybe I know what paths to go down to find the answer. Maybe somebody else can figure that out, even if I don't. And, and certainly I think that's more valuable than if we were to go full throttle down a road and use that as the only designation of whether something has worked or not. And while maybe arguably the best way would be to go full throttle down every road, we don't have the gas for that. We don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have the resources. So, you know, we got to do with, with what we got to do and, and maybe hope that somebody else picks it up or that it stays there long enough for us to get it back when we can take another shot at it. That'd be an interesting question for us to explore is whether or not things needed to be more prescribed versus being able to go with the flow, right? If the actors can't see each other doing things, they have to understand maybe the motivation in a more rather than kind of just being actually affected by the other person that they are seeing or, you know, experiencing based on their senses. That, that will be kind of an interesting to reflect after this thing to reflect on after the production's over. I definitely, I think... I think I've seen my, even, even pre-tech, I think I've seen my, my understanding of what this research is doing shifting a little bit as, oh, we're going to do this, we can actually understand it better. And I think, I think we, the more that we're really diving into the nitty gritty and the more I'm realizing how ambitious the project was, taking on five adding elements that we are, and doing on a really, really bare bones budget. I Almost what this has become is an opportunity for us to really expand the form. And hopefully, I think we, we kind of went into it with some, that this form is not going to be you know, the be all and end all theater. This is maybe not going to be the next body's going to try to hop on, but recognize that, especially for accessibility's sake, the ability to work with uh, people in prisons, people who maybe um, can't interact with the outside public, right? There are, or, or in educational environments, right? Young people who maybe want to do something, but don't have some sort of venue. I mean, there are really neat kind of possibilities there, but as we get here into tech, it's, it's, it's becoming clear to me that even though at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people were embracing that form of Zoom theater where they were staring at the camera, where they were kind of giving that a shot. It has even just in this time frame that we've been working and, and, and thinking about this project, it's kind of fizzled out, right? I mean, people have kind of lost excitement, but I don't think people have really expanded and and looked at the form in as critical a way they'd have or or recognize the possibilities that exist there. So the fact that we 
we are doing what we are, you say to somebody, this, we have, we have in no way scratched the surface all the possibilities that exist here. And if we can do this on a bare bones budget, if you are a theater that, that is working with school size budget or community theater sets or, or professional theater size budgets, right? You can basically scale all sorts of stuff to whatever your needs are. And there's merit to using this as another way to explore the form. I, we are the type of people, the three of us in, in Imperium, we enter into our art with some expectation that we are going to learn, that we are going to grow. And think that's partly what I think keeps the spirit of theater alive and, and what continues kind of to excite us. But there are some people who are, are, were, were more fine with continuing to have be what they know. It's, it, it, they, be, they got better at it. They acquired resources that allowed them to kind of continue to do the same thing. And it producers kind of iterations of the same process. I think this has, this has really become a wonderful opportunity as, as our, you know, first major public endeavor that, that we're really kind of bringing an audience in for been kind of a, a strange and exciting experience that we really hope to inspire other people with which I, I don't think was in any way my intention at the beginning. Not, yeah, I, I, that's, that's really kind of come up for me and, and become more of a, an important part of it. I do want to say, though, I have not watched enough Zoom theater to know what everybody else is sure. doing. Yeah. So I don't, who knows, right? Someone else could have done way more when I talked to Ed, who is our professor, right? He mentioned some Zoom theater things that he mm -hmm. liked. And so I'm just not in that loop. Who knows? Someone could have done some crazy stuff that I could never dream of. And if you are, I mean, check out what we did and, and yeah, we'd love to talk to you. See what you yeah. think and and yeah, link up. Let us know. <sighs> Excuse me, or not? I mean, do whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many. You you put Zoom theater in on YouTube, and there are just so many shows, which I guess in itself is already kind of a cool mm -hmm. thing. I mean, there. are shows from from theater companies and, and what seems to be kids shows my favorite zoom theater show is some college students that did and i hope i'm not messing up my audio by going back and forth in my uh chair but i think they did something music i don't know i don't know what the show is called but it was pretty probably the funniest thing i've seen in a minute in in any form of theater zoom or otherwise because they were just having fun with it and they were laughing and they were able to use things like the, the like zoom virtual background feature to their advantage because yeah, in a comedy things can be scuffed and it just makes it funnier. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this amazing thing. I mean, yeah, those kids had costumes. I think I saw some Shakespeare production. They were doing the virtual background thing and the staring at the, the front camera thing on the laptop as well. But yeah, their costumes were amazing. It's like they just sent out the costumes that we're already going to use for a live show to their actors. And I'm certainly jealous of that because I am not having to be a costume. Does, I don't even know. Having to do my own costumes is is not going to be the highlight in the recaps. <laughs> it won't be the worst thing, but I don't know, man. It's just like, what do people wear? I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so it's, what do you it's really, it's a pleasure to kind of contribute to the other really innovative things that people are putting out there.
So what do you think you guys are getting out of this process? And what do you think other people get out of the process? Uh, definitely take it. Is it too early to tell? Will you have to like, are you waiting? Are you waiting until the show opens and until you have an audience to kind of tell what's working, what's not working or what, what the benefits of working in this medium are? Or do you have any idea at the current moment what you would say, here are the highlights, here are the benefits, here are the things I would like to continue to work and play with in this medium. I was going to say, uh, definitely taking a couple of years off my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, not sleeping or staying up too late or, or whatnot will do that to you. But no, that that's actually a really interesting question. I'm really excited to know what an audience is going to experience and and frankly even just after this is done be able to sit back watch our recording and be able to experience it as our own audience member which is not always the uh, option or role that we get to play on our own when, when we are kind of fabricating our own work i oh for whatever reason your question just came out of my mind is it too early to tell what the benefits of this form has been for the both of you? Or are you waiting until an oh. audience sees it to make that distinction? So are you waiting for the final product? Or can you tell so far through the process what you think is beneficial, what works, mm -hmm. and what you would... And if there's anything you would want to continue to do in this form and in this manner? Right, 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 right. I think, I think it's... It's been pretty easy to see things already pop up that really catch catch at least my eye thus far. Michael has certainly had much more of an opportunity to engage with the actors in the rehearsals. I've been and us being in different states is I, I would I would love actually to try this same thing with our production staff in in a single location, but working with other people, right? Would that would that change something about the way that we have sculpted the show that that could be interesting to play with i definitely i definitely i definitely think i would like to try to go a little bit more like bare bones moving forward i, I would definitely like to try a single script rather than our kind of five script medley because i think that Doing that, I think, created a lot of complications, even though we, we did that for a specific purpose so that we could introduce things with lots of different elements that we kind of had to had to play with or or cope with. But what what ways I think that we could basically have the actors somehow join the process before we made a lot of our decisions, before we possibly even decided what show or or how we were going to design it almost do do it as kind of a bit more of a devised experience right to have if people are in their own environments how do we how do we have them save trash or pizza boxes or things that they encounter on a daily basis things that are meaningful for them how can we actually have them use those things to be able to create somewhat of their own environment i mean there there's kind of a really interesting world of possibilities that that i think could take place without needing to put as much of a heavy hand on it and I think truthfully, as there will be people who look at this and say it's over-designed and, or at least the attempt was, was over-designed, possibly having, I had 
worked with a billboard company to have the the digital backdrops that I had designed actually printed out since we didn't want to work with as much green screen. And they they could have print, been printed out lighter, but and, and they're probably not going to blend between each other as well as I would have liked to. But there will be plenty of people who you know say, ah, yeah, you didn't have to. That didn't actually create a more intimate experience with the audience. And so did that really matter for our purposes? So really, I think there are lots of things that I'm already thinking about. I think I'm definitely anticipating what the audience is going to say and am very curious about what feedback we're going to get. But I don't think it's it's really hiding itself from us. And I definitely have learned a lot and there's definitely a lot that I want to keep playing with. But I think that would probably be the direction that I would focus my energy in trying new things. Cool. Do you have anything to add, Michael? You kind of hit on it earlier with just talking about the, like, the early rehearsal and just looking more formulaic. It's like in those rehearsals, do we need to be in the same room or we can do it over kind of like thinking like table reading or like first read throughs and it's like things like that. They can be remote, mm. but then it changes once it directorially when you need to start blocking and getting up and figuring out which space to utilize anything else mm -hmm. that you'd want to add uh, no i think well, we have some questions already some questions for the audience some questions for ourselves other than that we know the name of the game we had a podcast episode about it it's critique and so when when we get some critique then we can move forward when we figure out what didn't work what did work what do people think we can have those discussions and then Right. It's the cycle. You set up for the next thing and we improve upon it next time. And it's a cool, cool prototype. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. First, the first go around the first addition to our knowledge base, yada, yada, what it is, we'll learn from it. And, and that's at the end of the day, that was the point. The point was to learn from it and we got to learn from it and bring some people that we had never met before along with us, four actors from, from four different but similar places. A lot of them have New York connections, if not all of them. But we were able to yeah. also give them an opportunity to work on something. Hopefully they enjoyed it. If they didn't, at least they got $100 for it, unlike when we were in school projects that we didn't enjoy and we got shit for it. <laughs> we didn't get anything but stress and not enjoying <laughs> it. So at least, yeah, I mean, they can go get something at the end of the day if, <clears throat> if it wasn't their favorite production. Yeah, it was funny the other day in, in rehearsal, Michael was like, we've got, we're two weeks out and whatnot, and then you get your checks, and they were all like, hmm. oh. <laughs> was that a bad, uh, like they didn't care, like they'll let us keep it? I mean, oh, we should ask about that. We should, we should ask, <laughs> would they like to no. re reinvest? No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Give the kids <laughs> their money. Yeah, well, we couldn't legally not. I think that would break the terms of our <laughs> grant agreement. Um, also, we wouldn't. Yeah, certainly not. Josh, Josh threw his money away. Josh put his money back into the show. So you don't got to worry about him. Mm -hmm. That's why. <laughs> we can cut some of that. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer. We'll get some critique. Yeah. We'll think about it. Hopefully, we'll get, we'll get to talk to... Hopefully, get to talk to the actors, because I think... I mean, a lot of those directing questions are are significant to them and, and their experience and, and what they think was going down and how well they felt that they could 
perform and, and do their best and be engaged with the material. Because uh pretty necessary part of the process. So yeah, hopefully talk to them. Hopefully we can talk to our fan favorites, our Eds and our Brads and our and our Jasmines and our Mikos. And now we gotta, I feel compelled to name drop everybody. I don't need anyone calling me talking about why didn't you say my name? As if they watch this, they don't watch this or listen to this. <laughs> yeah, you get what I'm saying, man. Hmm. Sounds good. Is there anything else that you want to hit on? Anything else worth mentioning? Nah, come back, come back to listen to the next couple podcast episodes where we do talk with the actors and with some of our mentors to have them critique. That'll be that'll be uh, exciting to kind of hear these, you know, in in retrospect and listen to how our thoughts grew in the process and. And where things will grow from now on. Cool. And you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> and if you would like to stay up to date with that conversation, you can find us on. <laughs> yeah. And if you would like to stay up to date with that conversation and come with us on that journey, you can find us on Twitter at the Imperium Podcast. That's I M P E R I U M Podcast. Let us know what you think about VC theater. Is it, or Zoom theater, as some people call it? What are your thoughts about it? Are you excited to see our projects go live? What would, I don't know what the hell these questions are. What is, what is important to, to keep in theater? What makes theater theater? These are all questions that we're asking, and we would love to hear your thoughts. And with that, you can, what is it? You can find us, is it find us here next week, or... <laughs> Yeah, it, no, this literally like being so serious. Like I can't remember like script. Like I remember it for the show, and then after that, I can't remember shit. So like it like the script. I need to just write it down so I have it every week. Yeah, so, and with that, you can join us next week. We'll be back next week. Okay, and with that, we'll be back next week talking about something. Right there we go. Okay. Yep.